0: Seconds. One time for the underdog. Wow. time for the under sequence start Let me see you put them up Reach the sky, touch the stars, up above, Cause it's one time for the underdog, one time for the underdog. I'm Patrick Bedevi, host of Vag Tim, and today you're going to hear a keynote I give in Long Beach titled, Thinking Like a Grand Master Entrepreneur. Let's just say this keynote on YouTube got a lot of positive feedback from people around the world. So if you're an entrepreneur, C-suite executive, salesperson, wanting to find out what you want to do next, your big next move, this is the episode for you. In the game of chess, the average chess player knows their next one to three moves. Amateur. How many guys play chess here? Any chess players here? The average chess player knows their next one to three moves. A pro knows four to five. A master knows six to ten. A grandmaster knows their next 11 to 15 moves. By the way, the same thing you see here with chess is the same thing with the game of life. Most people live life, they have no clue what their next ten moves are going to be. They just know their next one to three moves. A lot of people in life want to do move number 14 in move number two. Wrong timing. I don't know if that made sense. A lot of people want to do move number 14 at move number two. And it doesn't work out for them. So so this whole game about business is about you knowing your next 15 moves. Now, outcome of this meeting. Two things. One, who do you want to be? How do you want to make your money? Because it's all about your positioning in a marketplace. So now... Who do you want to be? By the way, almost every single time I talk to somebody and I'll ask them, who do you want to be? These are your positions. You want to be an entrepreneur? Do you want to be an investor, inventor, CEO, founder? Do you want to be a CEO of a small business? Do you want to be CEO of a big fortune 500? Do you want to be CEO of a startup? Do you want to be a sales guy? Do you want to be volume or high ticket? What's volume? I'll do $400,000 loans. High ticket, I only do $3 million loans. You want to be an influencer. I want to be these guys that, you know, perfect bot, And I just take a picture and I get 79,000 likes. I just want to walk in places and people take pictures. I mean, I want to be famous, man. That's what I want to be. I want to be an influencer. Podcast, Instagram. I want everyone to know me when I go into the mall or the airport. Solopreneur. I don't want people to hold me accountable. I just kind of want to be me. I'm like the tennis player. I'm the golf guy. It's solo. Me, I'm gonna be able to handle myself. No one's as perfect as me. No one's as good as me. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But that's you. And then there's support team. I'm good on support, Pat. I don't wanna be on the stage. I don't wanna be the CEO. I'm a good six person. I'm a good eight person. I tried being number one. I can't stand it. I hate it. I don't wanna go to sleep at night knowing everything's on me. I wanna go to sleep at night knowing everything's on a guy who's got three people, then these people need support, and it's me. I like that. That's my comfort zone. Great. Or you want to be an entrepreneur. You know what? I want to go be part of a company and within it grow up to be a C, I, O, C, T, O, C, C, O, C, O, O, whatever. And I want to own a piece of the company, but I don't want to be number one. I want to be an entrepreneur. And within a company, I want to think like an entrepreneur, and I want to own a piece of the company, and that's how I want to make my wealth. But that's who I want to be. Well, most people are like, well, I, kind of, I like this guy on Instagram, maybe I'll be like him. Yeah, I kind of like that girl, maybe I'd be like her. It'd be kind of cool if I knew how to take good selfies like her. You know, it'd be cool if I can do this. But we don't really know who we want to be. So how do you make your money? Wealth. Marriage. marry a rich person. Fastest way to become a millionaire. Equity. I want to get a piece of the company. That's how I going to create my wealth. No problem. Build to sell. I want to build a company, run it for five years, sell it, get my 20 million, go enjoy myself, right? That's what I want to do. Buy and hold domains. I have a collection of 1,000 domains. Somebody wants to buy this domain, $300,000 check. Eventually, I'll make 6 million. I'm good. That's all I want to do. Long-term planning, the typical get a job, 401k, all that stuff lottery, be an influencer. If I become an influencer and every time people want me to do a certain shout out, $5,000, $3,000, $8,000, that's who I want to be. Proprietary product, use my product. I keep 20%, you keep 80%, but it's my product. Invest. I want to invest in a business, let somebody else do the work and I make the return on the money. Sue somebody. I like to, I like to sue people. Like somebody will say, I want to sue. If I sue the right person, make a couple million dollars. There's a lot of people that become millionaires suing people. Anybody knows anybody that's made money suing people? There's a lot of people in America. Guys, I remember I went to a meeting one time. This guy's giving a talk. He says, do you know why kids in America are obese? Why are we experiencing so many kids being heavy? So one guy says, video games. One guy says this. One guy said, he says, let me show you a statistic. He shows the statistic of parks in America dramatic drop-off by 70% shutting down he says do you know why let me show you why then he shows lawyers go sit at parks all day waiting for a kid to drop off hit their elbow crack the elbow oh is that your son that's not fair with this it's the city's fault it's the city's fault come here let me see that arm Perfect. I will represent you. We're, he's feeling good. Are you hurt as a mother? I will get you a million dollars. You deserve a million dollars for this, Mary. I will take care of you. They go to the city. They sue the city. Get a million bucks. He keeps 33%, 330 grand. They get $660,000. Next park shuts down. Obese, obese, obese. So a lot of people become soon. people. This is a weird world. I just don't want to make it like that, right? Own land. You own land and Walmart says, hey, some of you guys have never been to Pondo? Desert. Seven Walmarts in Pondo. If you have land, Walmart comes and says, "I want this land. I'll pay you this much money. No problem. Another way, of making millions. Design, inheritance. How many of you guys have the right last name here? Who has the right last name here? Anybody's got the right last name? Yes? How many of you guys have a last name with your family so rich that you know that money's coming to you? Anybody here? Any Kennedys here? Any Rockefellers? Yes, any Escobars, right? (laughs) Any El Chapos in here? I don't know. We got some names out there, right? It's probably more El Chapos than Escobars here. Maybe it could be a difference as well. Okay. So how are you going to make your money? So what's your game plan? Who are you going to be? How are you going to make your money? By the way, just so you know, it is the easiest time ever in the history of mankind to be a millionaire. Ever it's the easiest time ever to be a millionaire. It's never been easier than today, ever. It's a joke today to be a millionaire. It's a joke today to be a millionaire. It's so, un- you, let me explain it to you. You know how celebrities used to be like, a person was on TV, we would be like, oh my gosh, mom, look, 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 it's the weather guy. It's the weather guy, mom, it's Burger King, it's 1998. It's the weather guy, oh my gosh, it's the weather guy, mom, is crazy today oh hey john what's up you know why why because people follow youtubers more than they follow weather weather guys instagram influencers have more following than a weather guy does it's no longer a big deal to be a celebrity just so you know social media here's what it did it made the whole celebrity thing gone there is no more value at being a celebrity yeah, PewDiePie is known as much as some of the biggest ace celebrity Hollywood stars in America, in the world. And he just, hey, he's PewDiePie, regular guy, Logan Paul, Jake Paul. It's a complete different game today. Being a celebrity is so easy today. Making millions is so easy today. Your strategies is what needs help. So let's talk about it. Where most people struggle, lens and language. Let me speak about Lens first. Earlier, a guy comes to me and he starts talking to me and he says, Hey, you know, oh, Patrick, we were at the, uh, how many guys were at the CEO at the luncheon that they had? Who was at the luncheon deal, right? Who was at this luncheon when this one kid was talking to me? Where is he at? I, I want to find him. I'm not going to call him out. I just want to find him. Is he, is he CEO package guy or no? Are you anywhere here? Wink at me. I got big eyes. I'll find you. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let me tell you what this kid did. So he comes up to me. Here's how he starts it. He says, Patrick, I can't even tell you. You've changed my life. Your content is incredible. It's absolutely ridiculous. I learned so much from you. And he goes for 30 seconds. No one's doing that so far because they just want to come and ask a question because it's another person. I'm thinking like this is getting somewhere. And then he says, here's my card. If you ever want to buy any real estate in Nevada, Vegas, just call me. And I said, do you know what you just did? He said, what? I said, what you just did to me is like a guy at a bar going to a girl and saying the following thing. Saying, hey, you're so stunning. You're so beautiful. Oh my gosh, you're the hottest thing here. If you ever want to go to bed, call me. (laughs) I'm like, you're serious. I said, so let me get this straight. Your lens here is you're just looking at everybody as a customer. That's a wrong lens. I said, small lens. He says, what do you mean? I'm just trying to, I'm not coming like that. I said, you are. But the guy had a good attitude about it. I said, let me give you a story. Years ago, I had a guy, right before me, another guy came up to me and he said, Pat, uh, actually I saw his face. Uh, 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 he says, Pat, we know the same name, a guy named Eli Daffish, right? Where's the guy that said Eli? Did you say Eli. So he comes to me and he says, hey, Pat, we know a same name, a guy named Eli. And I told him who Eli was to me. I was 21 years old when I met Eli at an event by LAX airport. So I get close to Eli. I get invited to his 50th birthday party. I go to his house. I'm a nobody. I'm selling gym memberships at Valley Total Fitness. A guy comes to me. (laughs) He's one of the biggest attorneys in Vegas. He comes to me. And, and he says, so, so, I said, so what do you do? He says, I'm an attorney for, you know, for Hollywood, for, you know, this is who I'm an attorney. He gave me some big names. I'm like, oh, okay. He says, what do you do? I said, I work at Bally's. He says, oh, yeah. So you run the casino in Vegas? I said, no, 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 no. I'm the, I'm the weekend assistant manager at Bally Total Fitness, right? Oh, oh, and you know Eli? Yeah. I said, oh, okay. Very cool. Good to meet you, right? I stayed the night. At the end, I'm washing the dishes for this lady. Her name is Jolina, It's his wife. I'm washing the dishes. I talked to Eli. I said, Eli, how can I help you? He says, Patrick, you can't really help me in any way but one way. I said, what is it? I said, my son's in prison for nine years. I said, okay. He says he did something he shouldn't have done. I said, what prison is he at? Men's Colony. Anybody knows Men's Colony near San Luis Obispo? You don't know it? It's not a good prison. It's a hardcore prison like Mara Sabatruccia. You know what I'm saying? Like It's a hardcore, hardcore prison. Okay. So he says, none of my friends and relatives want to go visit this guy. His friends won't want to go there. I said, I'll go. He says, you sure? I said, absolutely. He says, but this is not a regular process. Do, do, background check, whatever. They got my background. It took 30 days. I go to prison. I'm sitting there all day with them in there. He says, that guy shanked that guy. He was in the hole. He just got out. He's just telling. And he's sitting like this. He says, Patrick, just sit. I'm not even kidding with you guys. He's sitting like, I never forget this day. We took a picture. I got the picture till today. This was, picture was taken 2000, 2000, 2001. So I come back. Eli's emotional. He said, I can't believe you just did that for me. I said, buddy, you know, what do you mean I did that for you? It's your son. He says, how can I help you? I said, I don't know. He says, here's the 600 most influential name I know. You can use my name to call them to help you out with whatever you want. I said, you're serious? He yes. It's okay. I came back. I called them. One of the contacts... Introduce me to another person who introduced me to another person who introduced me to another person who introduced me to another person, made me 30 million dollars. One contact. Why? Because I didn't say, hey, you want to go to bed? No, I went and I said, How can I help you? Almost everybody in this room, almost everybody in this room, all you have to do is just take the lens off you have, put a different lens on. Because when you put a lens on, you just look at the world in a whole different way. You're not looking at everybody here that I'm just trying to figure out a way what I can get for me. It's a complete different lens, right? So the most, cha- most, most people have a challenge of what? Lens. Second challenge is language. A lot of people, I listen to their language and I'm like, oh my gosh, this language is just not the right language. What do you mean by language? I'll give you an idea. So while I'm speaking to the same group, A guy comes up to me. He says, Patrick, I'm a loan officer. If you were in the loan game, what would you do to get customers? I said, so tell me who's your ideal customer. Here's what he says to me. He says, somebody who is uh, currently a homeowner, has high interest rate, and would like to find a way to get more write-offs. I said, what else? He says, "Uh," I said, what else? He doesn't have an answer for me. I said, okay, let's go a complete different direction. He says, what's that? I said, you single? I grabbed his left hand. He had a nice watch on, but he didn't have a ring. I said, you single? You're not married? He said, I'm not married. I said, okay, you got a girlfriend? He said, I don't have a girlfriend. I said, great. Okay, perfect. I said, so tell me, you you ever want to be in a relationship? I do. What kind of a girl are you looking for? He said, I want her to be top-notch. I said, listen... who remembers when he said top-notch you were in the groups i want her to be top-notch i said you got to be very careful when you say a word like that because it's very general i said you ever seen shallow hell (laughs) because top-notch has a different meaning for a lot of different people i said give me specifics okay okay this guy's like six five six six a little taller than me he says i want her to be five seven five eight i said great what else I I, I want her to have light eyes. I said, look, you and I have brown eyes. What if she has brown eyes? Will you still go out with her? I think I would. So put the eyes aside. So I said, what else? And then he was stuck. I said, you're just not going to find your girl. He says, what do you mean? I said, you have no clue what kind of a girl you're looking for. I said, let me tell you what. I said, if, by the way, how many of you here know a girl that's 5758? Raise your hand. Do you see how how wide this is, right? But you know what kind of a lead you can give them? I know 82-year-olds that are (laughs) 5'7". Say, hey, I got a 5'7 person for you. Pat, she's 82. All you told me was 5'7. She's 5'7, 82. But that's not what I want. Well, then tell the world what you want. So I said, look, here's what I did. I was dating all these girls. They were all the same. One day, you know how guys and girls, we all complain. Where are all these great women at? I'm telling you, there's no more good women nowadays. And these men, oh my gosh, look at them today. And we complain. It is not the men or the women. It's your language and it's your lens. So I sat back. I said, Pat, what are you looking for? I went specific. Toes, eyebrows, cooking. I could care less about nationality because I'm okay there. But for me, whatever you are, you got to learn to make my dad's cooking. I don't care what it is. Because I want the house to be good smelling food. If the house smells like food, kids come to the house. I want you to learn how to make these five, six dishes my dad makes. And my mom makes, I'm good. I don't care what you're doing. I want it to be courier. I want it to be this, this. So I wrote it down. What I wanted. You know what I did next? I told everybody. Here's what I'm looking for. Hey, I'm looking for this kind of a girl. Okay, cool. Here's the criteria. Because what I'm looking for. Here's what I'm looking. Hey, here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a girl like this. Here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I'm looking for. Then all of a sudden, they started showing up. And then I picked my wife. She's sitting over there, right? And we got married. It's my criteria though. <laughs> Moral of the story. Lens, language. Change the lens, change the language. Business, it's all about lens. So you're here. What are you looking for here? Why are you here? Are you just here to listen to David Goggins or me speak? Are you here to just get close to Albert? Why are you here? What is the purpose? What is your lens? What's the language you got to speak to get what you want? Those two need to adjust. Let's continue. Next part. No matter who you are in this room, guys interview me in the back. And he asked me this question. He said, do you remember when you made your first million? You know how they do the speed round stuff in the interview? And they kind of ask you questions. Tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when you say this. He says, your first million I said I don't remember and he went off track he said why don't you remember because because it wasn't a big deal it was like if if it was million I would have slowed down I don't remember the first million so really I said yeah I don't he says so tell me why so then we went in I said look here's what you got to realize most people this is how they compare themselves most people see in every single level in life There is an 80% in that group, then there's what? 20%, then there's 1%. What does this mean? Let me explain. In this room, raise your hand if you've made less than six figures in 2019 so far. Raise your hand. If you made less than six figures in 2019, guys, we can either have a regular meeting and if you come to my meetings, I'm disciplined, I don't screw around, I don't like to waste your time or my time. If I'm asking you, let's participate together. How many guys made less than six figures? I can't help you if you're not gonna be real with me. Okay, less than six figures. How many guys have made so far this year between a quarter million to half a million net, not gross net, quarter million to half a million? Look around. Okay, good. How many guys have made between a half a million to a million dollars net so far this year? Half a million to a million. Who has already made more than a million dollars this year? More than a million dollars this year. Okay, one, two, I wanna see these hands. Can you put them up? One, two, three, four, so I know him. Michael, uh, what's your name? Alexandra, and then what's your name? Gentlemen, out back there. Can you scream out your name? Louis? Bruce? We got Bruce. Anybody else? I got one over there. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Keep your hand up again. Keep your hand up again. Okay. These are the guys I want to talk to, right? But watch this. In this room, these guys are in the 1%. In the room, the people that raise their hand that are between a half a million to a million, they're in 1%. The guys that raise their hands between 250 to half a million, they're in the 10 percentile, 5 to 10 percentile. 100 to quarter million, 20 percentile. 100,000 below, you are all in the 80 percentile. Fair? Hurt a little bit? Just being real with you. Now watch this. Say I take those six people that made a million dollars this year, net, I take them in a whole different room. Okay. In this room, the minimum earner out of a 2,000 people, minimum, net, so far, has made $10 million. Where do they rank? Top 1% or bottom 1%? Bottom or top? Bottom. You know why? Because it's the next group. Challenges most people, they don't go this way because this hurts. Most people don't compare like this. They don't say, hey, let me compete up. Most of us say, I'm making more money than my sister. I'm making more money than my sibling. I'm doing better than my dad. I'm doing better than my family. I'm doing better than the guys I went to high school with. But in the real league, the next league, the reason we're afraid to make this leap, because here you're 1%. Here you're in the bottom 1%. That is scary. And you know, at one point these levels stop, When do you think this stops? Never. It only stops when you're finally hungry. So he asked me a question. He says, Pat, when is it enough? I said, what do you mean? He says, when is it enough? I said, I don't don't understand what question you're asking. When is it a good point for you to say, I'm slowing down? I said, didn't you just ask me a question about passion? What are you passionate about? What was my answer? My, My passion is the game. Man, a game is like... Who has a favorite board game? Scream out your favorite board game. Scream it out. Who said Scrabble? Anybody, what's your highest score ever? Let's hear it. 120? Okay. All right. Anybody else? Scrabble? Anybody said Monopoly? Who said Monopoly? Who, who plays Clue? All right, let me give you some other games. Who plays Gin Rami? Any weird people that play Rami? No Armenian people here. Anybody plays Spades? Who plays Domino? Anybody plays Domino here? Who plays backgammon? Any backgammon players? The best human beings in the world play backgammon. I don't know why, but they play backgammon. Anybody ever plays a game that you love or you want to keep playing it? This becomes a game. When you make it a game, it's not about the money. It's like, oh my gosh, let me see if I can figure it out so we can do $600,000 this month. Ooh, that was Awesome. What if I can figure it out on what we can tweak to make two million this year, this month? Oh my gosh, we just made two million! And then you get to a point where now you have the formulas. So what's the limit now? You stop it, because you know if you go the formula, can, the same formula that I got you from five grand a month to fifty to five hundred to five million, it can get you to fifty million a month. It's a formula. So at one po- at some point, you're gonna stop. Most people are going to stop. Very few people continue. Who is the most hated man on the planet today? Say it. Why do you think? Actually ask the question. By the way, it's a controversial thing to say with half the 80% of being Latinos. Raise your hand if you're Latino, by the way. Raise your hand if you're Latino. Let me ask the question a different way. Raise your hand if you are not Latino. Look at this. Guys, if a fight broke out, all the Latinos are whooping everyone's ass in the room. Just tell me right now. All they're going to say... Michoacán, yeah, what did you guys say to you? The fight's going to break out here. (laughs) At what point do you want to stop? What point? So you'll see. People are going, 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 going. At some point, everybody stops. I'm not going to continue. This is enough for me. My belly's already full. And a few people go, Trump, most hated guy in America because all of his peers... That he was competing with in their 30s, in their 40s, in their 50s, a little bit in their 60s. They stopped and retired. This flipping guy is still going at 74 years old. Love him or hate him, he's going. Of course they're going to hate him. What are you doing? You're worth billions. You've been flying with a 747 for the last 20, 30, 40 years. You've had your TV show. You've had all this woman. You've had all this fun. Why the hell are you still going to be a president? I'm driven. So he's not stopping here, or here, or here, or here, or here. Kobe was hated in the NBA. Why aren't you retiring your 15th year? I just want to go a little bit more. I just want to go a little bit more. A little bit more. A little bit more. Man, just stop. Stop. Everyone's going to try to stop you at some level. Everybody is going to say, by the way, this is what the language sounds like. I have very good friends. They'll call me. They'll say things like this. Hey, Pat. I follow your stories. Do you think it's healthy that you're working the way you're working? What, what do you mean? Well, bro, look, man. I mean, everybody knows how much money you have right now. I mean, we don't know exactly, but we know you have a lot of money. Why, like, what, how many more hundreds of millions? Like, what are you, what's going on, bro? You know, I don't know if this is like some stuff like it's hypomanic ADHD issue stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe it's like kind of settled down a little bit. And they give this speech. And I'm like, very each man awesome it's great not for me it's not the life i signed up for so at some point and by the way you know what's the best thing guess who it matters the most to when you stop guess who has to have the right answer on when you stop who who's the only person that matters on when you should stop who you only person is you Well, my wife and i were dating I told her, I said, hey, I just want to simplify something for you. If you expected me to be home every night at 6 o'clock, I'm the wrong husband you married. I'm not that guy. You didn't marry that guy because this guy's not going to stop. So before we got married, that had to be very clear so she understood what we're doing next because it's got to be clear to you. Let me continue. Next is odds. Everything in life is odds. Everything in life is about odds. Who you marry? How many guys went on it? Who's married here? You? Raise your hand if you're married. Put your. How many guys remember when you went on a date with your wife or your girlfriend? Or man who, who remembers that? Remember the first date? How many guys remember when you were at a point of making a decision to get married? Who remembers that day? Anybody remembers? How many of you guys did something like this? In your head, she doesn't hear it or he doesn't hear it. It's okay. So a couple of things I got to worry about about marrying you is uh, your temper sucks. Like I've seen you break some shit before, and that's like scary stuff. I'm not gonna lie. And, Your mom is going to be a pain in the ass, but I know how to control her. I know how to control her because we will probably move a state away from here so she can have no influence. Oh, babe, I love you so much, babe. So she can have no influence over my kids. And then your sister is a little bit annoying when she brags about her Louis and her USC degree because she knows I didn't go to USC. I went in for Cal State type of stuff, but I can handle her. She's fine because she doesn't make more money than me, so I'm not worried about her. And uh, you've kind of been with a lot of girls in the past, so hopefully that's out of your system. I probably a 30% chance you're never going to cheat on me. Let's get married. It's good. <laughs> Tell me you didn't do that in your head. Yes or no? Of course you did that. Every man does it. Well, you know, you told me you've been with seven men. The math says three times 21. I'm still okay with 21. Uh, I'm just hoping it wasn't like two at the same time, but who's ever going to find out? Okay. But Did you guys ever shoot any videos? Uh, Would you ever tell me? If that ever comes out, kids are going to be embarrassed. Ah, but you're hot and you're good in bed, but you're terrible with finances and you have this one smell that sometimes, like, I can't stand. I don't know if I can do this. You know, I just think it's me. This is not going to work out. (laughs) Who's ever broken up with somebody for the weirdest reason that you never, ever told them? Let me raise your hand here, right? Because this is what you're doing. You're doing this in your head. All you're doing and nobody knows is odds. It's all about odds. Odds are this is not going to work out. Odds are this is not somebody I want to do business with. So you got to put your odds in your side. So life is about making decisions, okay? Everything about decision-making process is about odds, everything. You need a system that helps you make the best possible decisions with the best possible odds in your favor. Once you have the system, everything can be flowed through you. Everybody wants to say the best skill or the key to success is hard work, marry the right person, faith, all this other stuff. If there's one thing I want to pass down to my kids, if there's one thing I want to pass down to my kids, it's for them to have a decision-making process that they learn from, my, from their dad. Whatever they do from there is completely up to them. But it's a decision-making process. I want to pass this down to them. The rest is on them. They can figure out what God they want to believe in, what political side they want to believe in, what kind of money they want to make, what industry, who they want to marry, who they want to be friends with. But I need this, this system to be passed down to them. Systems. Boring. But systems is what helps you scale from employee to sales, to sales leader, to business owner, to CEO founder. Once you get to this point, I was a terrible CEO at first because I didn't pay attention to systems. Because systems, what is exciting about systems? You know how sometimes you guys go to these conferences and you're there for three days and everybody says what? You can do it. Life is good. I'm telling you, you were made to do something big. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is just so heartfelt. I'm so emotional. And then you leave. You're so motivated for a day, two days, a week later. Like, yeah, but what do I do? I I didn't really learn a lot. But damn, I was motivated for a day. And I have nothing to do. And then you go to some meetings. We're kind of like, okay, these seven things I do. And then you do it. You're like, oh my gosh, I just went from 300,000 to 720. It's these things that stuck with you. It's systems. So you gotta find systems for yourself. So now, effective systems to create momentum, to maintain momentum, then to advance momentum. By the way, this is the most annoying phase to be. The most annoying phase to be is creating momentum. These are the days you're working 18, 20-hour days, and it seems like nothing is going your way. How many guys have had a week of hard work and nothing in your business improved? Who knows what I'm talking about? How many guys have done it for a month and you're like, oh my God. Gosh, what a waste of a month, right? But what you're not realizing, if you can't go for a month, your skin is getting thicker. Then all of a sudden, you have some momentum. And then when you get momentum, if you get cocky, you lose this. Then you go back here. Do you know why most 50-year-olds don't want to start a business? Because at one point, they did. And they knew how much it took to create momentum. And then they got momentum. And they lost momentum. And they didn't maintain momentum. And they went back here. And they don't want to do it again. They don't want to do it again. How many guys have met some sharp 45, 50-year-old men and women who are not teeing it up anymore? They're just settled. Anybody knows people? Their biggest fear is they know what it takes to create momentum. They just don't want to do it. But they won't tell you. Remember how we talked about marriage relationships? People don't tell everything to each other, but we make the decisions. No 50-year-old is going to tell you, dude, the reason why I don't want to do this because I just don't want to work that hard. And they'll find a different excuse to go on around. Some of you guys are in this room. I met some 50-year-olds in this room. You'll find a way to manipulate yourself into sabotaging yourself on why you shouldn't pay the price i'm a grandma now i'm a grandfather now this is not something you need to do i need to stay home that's always of you selling yourself your language is preventing you from getting to the next level and then advancing momentum this is the fun part this is when you make money that you know you're not worth anybody knows what i'm talking about like you're like babe did we just make six hundred thousand dollars this month yeah does anybody know we have no clue what the hell we're doing babe like babe we better not tell anybody act like act like we know what we're doing act like it okay yeah that's all that okay good babe we made six hundred thousand. what the hell is going on that's advancing momentum now you're getting overpaid and no one in the marketplace knows about it you go around people are thinking oh my god this guy's a genius no no you were willing to go through the pain of creating and maintaining momentum now you're getting rewarded at advancing momentum. Advancing momentum was like when you seem like you're godlike. Oh, you are out of this war. You come from a planet called, you know, where they produce Zeus and Hercules, and you're one of those people. No, you're not. You just went through the tough times. So speed, your best friend in business of speed. And most people don't understand speed. You know how people say things like, you got to be urgent. Who's heard things like that? You got to go, you got to exponentially grow your business. Okay, well, what the, what the hell does that mean? Well, you got to work harder and faster. And it's speed. Okay, explain it to me. I'm going to break speed down to four different things. Anybody knows which car this is? Any Ferrari fans? Yes, obviously we got a couple of them here. This is an older Ferrari than this one. Watch this. 1977 Ferrari. 308. Did 0 to 60 in 8.1 seconds. How many in here have a... Chevy Astro van that does 0 to 16, 8.1 seconds. Uh, You don't want to, by the way, Ford Focus does 0 to 16, 8.1 seconds. A Ford Focus today in 1977 is a Ferrari. How weird is that? Think about that. If we would have taken like Ford Focus back to 77, oh my gosh, look how fast this thing is. It's crazy. 8.1 second Ferrari. 20 years later, 4.9 seconds. 20 years later, 2.9 seconds, that's the one, 2.9 seconds. What do you think is gonna happen in 2037? 0.9 seconds. How many guys here say, no way in the world, 0.9 seconds? How many guys here, based on this, you're like, shit, we're going to 0.9 seconds. (laughs) Do You understand what I'm saying to you? The entire game is speed. Here's what's crazy. Most people think it's impossible to go to 0.9 seconds. But most people thought this was the fastest car in the world, 8.1. No. Everything about your business is you constantly figuring out ways to tweak your business to increase what? Speed. When you increase speed, exponential growth takes place. Four types of speed you have in business. Let's talk about it. Speed number one, functioning speed. Functioning speed is your support system. Sill and Albert put this event together. Sill is part of functioning speed but they have a lot of support people that are helping put this event together. They are part of the functioning speed. Your assistants, processors, supporting cast. So the more support equals more functioning speed. Next, processing speed. Processing speed is how quickly you get something from A to Z. You first find a client, then you get pre-approval for a million dollar loan, then you go show them the properties, then they see a handful, then they make an offer, after the offer, then appraisal, then loan, then this, then that, and then 45 days later, or three months later, based on how customers thinking about buying their house, you sold the house. You try to find a way to increase your processing speed. What can you eliminate to go from A through Z? So in every aspect of your business, you gotta measure your processing speed. Next, expansion speed. Expansion speed is how quickly you can expand from Long Beach to San Diego, to Arizona, to San Francisco, to Salinas, to Bakersfield, to Washington, to Oregon, it's expansion speed, expansion speed. That's expansion speed, okay? And sometimes, by the way, people expand way too early and it hurts them. There's a timing factor to, like right now, last month we sold 6,540 insurance policies in one month. We're the largest financial marketing organization in, in America that's not owned by anybody. Meaning we're not part of like a big New York life. It's, but well, we did 6,540 last month. I went to India. India has the most life insurance policyholders in the world. 316 million policyholders in India. I went to, uh, what do you call it? Canada. I went to London. Every one of those countries, 20 countries today, want us to go into their countries. How quick do you think I'm moving? I'm not going right now. I'm not. Because I still have a bunch of markets in the U.S. I'm not in. If I all of a sudden stretch my leaders too thin and I move him to India and I move him. So expansion speed has also got to be calculating on how you do it. Some people go too fast, they lose their uh, savings that they have in place. There's a formula to it. So how quickly you expand. Last one, timing speed. What's timing speed? Timing speed, the easiest way to tell you is this. If your wife is changing and you're in the bedroom and she's changing and you all of a sudden say, Babe, do you think we need to go get some personal trainers? <laughs> Terrible timing. What, what, are, what are you saying? What are you saying, babe? Are you saying something? No, babe, I'm just, honestly, I was just thinking about we should get some personal trainers and work out, yeah, spend time together. No, I know what you're saying. Have I, uh, do I look fat? Timing speed, right? Business is all about timing. When do I run this initiative? When do I make this announcement? When do I go and give the recognition for my staff? When do I write this letter? When do I give the criticism to this one guy that's got to work in this area? When do I go out there and visit this client? When do I, everything about timing speed. And by the way, the last one, you can't learn it for a long time. You're going to make a lot of mistakes in this. This takes time to get it. So those four speeds, you go back yourself. I only have an hour with you. I got 13 more minutes left. You go back in every aspect of your business, write them down. What's my functioning speed like? What's my processing speed like? What's my expansion speed like? What is my timing speed like? Then assess yourself. That'll determine how fast you're growing and what else you need to, to grow even faster. So last one. Without systems, you have limited chances to sustain growth. What's the key word in this entire sentence here? Sustain. Anybody ever heard somebody that made a million dollars and they never made it again? Yes or no? Why? They can't sustain. Anybody heard of anybody that made $100,000 in a month one time and they never did it again? Sustain. Systems help you sustain growth. Systems are boring. Systems makes you yawn. Systems are like, oh my gosh, just don't drop that word systems to me. Nothing sexy about it. Anybody that builds big businesses, they spend hours with you. Not at motivational seminars. They'll spend hours and hours talking about systems to each other. These are people that build billion-dollar businesses All the other motivational conferences, they just want to motivate and motivate and motivate. Real businesses, we're talking about this kind of stuff. Systems, because it's boring. But this is what brings value to you, right? So scaling, four areas of focus. I didn't know what to do as a CEO. It's kind of like, I don't really know what my role is as a CEO. Until finally, after a lot of research and time I spent with other CEOs, I came with a basic formula for myself. Whatever I do on the bottom here helps my business grow like this, linear. Six percent, 12 percent, eight percent steady per year. Operations which is systems, and bit dev. Hey John, how you doing? So tell me what you do. What kind of technology you guys offer? Okay, what if we can figure out a way to collaborate and work together? Great. You know what? I'll call you back. Let's get together and put a meeting. You know what? Hey, how you doing, Mary? What do you do? Oh, you. Let me introduce you to Bobby. Okay, glad I talked to Bobby. And all of a sudden, you meet somebody that introduces something like I went to a conference one time. We met all these other guys, and I met a guy named David. David Finnamore comes back and we have a negotiation together, and he's trying to get money from me. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm introducing you to the biggest insurance companies in the world. That's going to make you forty million dollars. You want me to pay you for this offer? I'm not paying for the software very strong negotiation he got off the call it was a five-minute call he was kind of like what was this all about everybody cuts this check for me i said not this guy you're gonna do it for me for free but i'm not cutting you a penny to do business with you on this you decide think about it call me on monday i get off the phone i'm thinking i lost this guy so one of the biggest guys who has access to two billion dollars of capital calls him saying we're looking to invest into an insurance agency who do you recommend You know who he recommends me so the guy i negotiated strong with recommends me to this other guy so i get on the phone with him i said what did he tell you about me because at this point i'm kind of like why would he ever you refer to me he said well he told me you're a pretty strong negotiator i said so would why would you want he says well if we want a ceo to invest in we want somebody that's going to hold the fort down and we feel good about you and let me tell you who our people are and then they brought me oscar de la hoya gabrielle brenner they brought the contact but biz dev, if I don't do the handshaking, tell me your story. What do you do? What do you do? What do you I don't meet that person? Both are necessary, both are necessary, but neither makes you explode as a company. These two, this is where you explode your business. Number one, next innovative campaign. What is next innovative campaign? The next thing you're launching in your office to motivate your salespeople, to motivate your sales leaders, to motivate your employees, to motivate your executives, to motivate everybody. And it's the next innovative campaign. The next thing you're launching to drive your customers, what are you going to be driving there? It's next innovative campaign. What do you do in the month of January to bring customers based on your season? What do you do in February, March, April, for the longest time in our business, June through August seasons were weak. And December to February seasons were were weak. I made a whole launch on June, July, August, and December, January, February. Because those three months, I kept everybody active. It took up our revenues, I think we're at 17 quarters in a row of selling more insurance policies than the quarter before. 17 quarters, not year quarters in a row. And it was all about next innovative campaign. How many of you guys here like to keep your kids distracted? Who likes to keep their kids, keep their kids distracted? Anybody here? How many of you guys think distractions are bad things? Anybody think distractions are bad things? Yes, of course, right? I love distractions but positive distractions. Typically parents will tell you what is the best distraction for kids. What is it? Best distraction for kids is what? Just put your kids there and it's a good distraction away from not doing drugs and joining gangs. What is it? Sports. TV's not a good distraction. Sports. They go into sports, a coach kicks their ass, they get a little bit tougher, they compete, they're trying to get in shape, no I'm not gonna smoke, no I'm not gonna drink and they kind of make it to the next level, right? Your employees, your salespeople, your customers, they all need positive distractions. Most CEOs and founders and sales leaders don't have enough distractions for their leaders. So they keep losing customers. They keep losing employees because they're not positively distracting their people. Believe me, this guy was the expert because I lost people regularly my first tenure in business. Then the last one, this, this right here. You can go all the way up to being a president if you get good at this. Anybody in this room? You can go all the way up to being a president if you're good at this. If you become good at developing leaders, you're an asset to every industry. Anybody that became a CEO of Uber and all this other guy, you think the CEO's expertise is rent, you know, getting a cab and all this other stuff? No. Those people get hired because they mastered leadership development. They know how to recruit people and build them. People wanted to go work with Jobs because Jobs was building leaders. Like, oh my gosh, I want to work with this guy. They were working with Microsoft, and they're going to Bezos. Man, I just want to be able to work with Bezos, because they're building leaders. The moment you get good at that place, your business doesn't grow like this. Your business grows, foom, boom, out of control. Because now you got 10, 20 generals that think, speak, negotiate like you. And if you're very good, you're dangerous. Your company officially becomes dangerous officially becomes dangerous, especially if you're teaching the right values and principles. That's a very dangerous company to compete with. People are frightened of going up against the company that the people at the top know how to develop leaders. So for you, leaving this place, remember what I told you, next 15 moves. one of your moves has got to be? How good are we here? How good am I with BizDev? Am I good at shaking hands and going through people and meeting people? Do we constantly think about our next innovative campaign seasonally, monthly, employee sales? How good am I at developing leaders? Do I snap? Am I good at the small one-on-one conversations? Or am I preaching more? Do I pull the person aside and say, John, can I talk to you? Let's go for a walk. Let's go for a walk around the building. What do you want to talk about? Look, one thing I noticed about you is you like respect, right? Yes. What was that all about? What do you mean? What was that all about in front of your employees? You think that was good? Come on, man. You know you're better than that you know that person will run through a wall for you You just lost that person's loyalty you got to go take that person to have coffee with them right now that's what you got to do go and i'm not i'm gonna walk the other way so the person doesn't think that i told you to do this and then that other person you know that person's mom just passed away two weeks ago why are you talking like this pull them aside give them a nice book give them a nice go give them a 20 dollar gift card say go do something what's that all about no you're right pat dude you keep telling me you want to get to the next level to get to the next level, you got to be better with people. Okay, then he leaves. Hey, I'm so sorry. Can I take you to coffee? Let's go. Uh, look, uh, you're the most loyal person I have. You know the department wouldn't be the same without you. Hey, I'm so sorry about the loss, your mom. Like, I just got this gift for you, man. Just go and you know what? Today, just leave early. Go spend some time with your husband. I heard. I'm so sorry, man. I just really, boom. That's leadership development. Those small eight-minute conversation, nine-minute walk, three-minute walk. All of a sudden, everybody's doing that in your organization. Now you're getting thicker. Now you're making real money. How many stuff is just kind of going like this to you? Or is it sticking? Is any of this stuff making sense? Yes, no? Okay, good. So I'm gonna continue. Formulas simple. You need the right story, you need the right team, the right data, the right strategies, then it's predictable scale. Some of you guys have the right story, you don't know how to tell it. You gotta figure out a better way of telling your real story. Most people don't know how to tell the real story. Most people don't have the right team. A guy was asking me a question. If you want to, are you going to send your kids to college, Patrick, because you say college is a scam? How many of you guys think I'm going to send my kids to college? How many guys say Pat's not going to send his kids to college? What do you think? Okay. If my kid absolutely doesn't want to go to college, you think I'm going to force him? My personality. Absolutely not. If my kid wants to go to college, you think I'm going to have him go? Yes or what? Yes or no? But you know what I'm going to tell them up front? I'm going to say, son, listen to me. Buddy, look, bro. In college, a 2.0 GPA is the same thing as 4.0 GPA. No one gives a shit. They just want that certificate on the wall. Okay? But here's what you're going to do. When you go to college, you have to befriend the richest parents' kids. Whoever in your class, find out all their last name and find out who their parents are. Go befriend them. Number two. The person that's the smartest kid that's tech and is a nerd, very weird, is offensive sometimes, befriend him. Okay? I'm going to tell him exactly who to befriend. The dean, go take care of the dean. Go be good to these people in the departments. Befriend all these guys that are placing people in companies because they can get you in Deloitte, they can get you in Goldman Sachs, they can get you on... All, do all this stuff, buddy. That's what you're going to be doing. Make sense? Yes. And then, after college, get your degree, so put it on the wall. You want to go be a lawyer? Do it. You want to get your MBA? Go for it. You want to go be a doctor? Whatever. But make sure you build the right team around you. Because this, right here, is something very few people talk about. Very few people talk about Let me tell you, the right team, all day, the right team is game over. Any industry, put the right team together, game over. All I'm teaching people is build the right team. So right story, right team, right data you study, right strategies, then you predictably scale constantly over and over again. So your next move, we're at the end. I got two minutes left here to wrap up. You guys got one more day here. I think Albert's got a surprise to make to everybody here, which is going to be interesting. He may or may not do it today. He may do it tomorrow. I heard tomorrow you guys got some good speakers that he'll have back here to uh, speak to you guys. But this entire session of me speaking was for you to think about your next what? 15 moves, 15, not just your next move, your next 15 moves. So I want to wrap up with this part. I cannot tell you how much I respect people who are great students, who keep their word, who are disciplined, who want to commit to their family, who in every aspect of their life, they want to improve. And everything I just explained to you, one time Albert and I were speaking, And I indirectly challenged him in front of an audience. And he knew what it was. But I didn't give his name. But he knows what it was. If he ever wants to say it, he will. If he doesn't, he doesn't have to. So then I noticed he caught it. And then he called me a couple months later. He says, hey, Pat. I said, yeah, what's up? He says, when you said, and I think you even asked me about this a week ago. I think we talked 30 minutes ago. Like he asked me a week ago, right? Was it a week ago? I think it was a week ago. He asked me a question. He says, Pat. Pat. Remember that one thing you said six months ago or four months ago? I said, yeah, what about it? Was that directed to me? What was my answer? I said, absolutely was. And he says, you know what I've done the last four months? I said, tell me. And he gave me what he did for the last four months. He said, Pat, I got to tell you, my life is a whole different life, man. I've never been this energized. I've never been this good at leading, building, all this. I've never been like this before. What is the moral of the story? This isn't for me to pump up Albert. It's already an event. But he doesn't need to validate himself. I mean, 2,000 people showed up here. Yeah, all these people. So it's not like he needs another validation. I'm sharing this with you because so many of you can have that kind of a story the next 12, 24, 36 months, and you ought to. We have social media today. It's the great equalizer. Back in the days, only great fighters could kill people. At the moment they came out with the gun, a five foot woman, 110 pounds, can go against a guy like me because it's the great equalizer. Today, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Snap, all that stuff combined together made the great equalizer where you can go up against celebrities, where you can go up against people that are TV, where you can go up against companies that are 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 times bigger than you because it's the great equalizer, but you got to take advantage of it. He was a great student. He was disciplined. He and his wife worked together very closely and look at what they're built here together. So with that being said, thank you so much for your time guys. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five-star. Write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid, And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.